This is the last of a four-part collection of episodes all around helping you find more customers. It starts with attracting and building a list of your ideal audience, then asking for the customer to take action and make a purchase. And then finally, we're here at the bottom of that marketing funnel, and that's to get your customers coming back for more and buying more of what you sell. We want this happening over and over again, as soon as possible and as frequently as possible. When you think of retention, I want you to think about customer loyalty and building raving fans. Focusing on retention is the cheapest and most effective thing that you can do to keep your business thriving. It's the lowest hanging fruit and the easiest piece of this marketing cycle. Yet so many pet professionals have little to no retention strategies in place. Don't you worry, you know I've got you covered. And it goes way beyond just having loyalty programs, way beyond special events, way beyond sales and promotions. Just how far beyond? You know I'm going to tell you. Just keep listening to this episode. Welcome to the Boss Your Business Podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. You'll hear honest conversations from pet pros work in the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candice Daniolo, the founder of Pet Boss Nation and a pet business coach. I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses, and now help mentor thousands of pet professionals to see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you, mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, dog trainer, or really anyone covered in fur, let's get started. This is the last part of what we call at Pet Boss Nation, the building your empire pillar. And it focuses on the attraction piece and finding your ideal client, as well as getting their contact information and converting those people into sales. And then now it's about retaining the client and seeing them come back more and more. And one of the ways that we do that is by collecting their customer information, because your list is everything. The list of customers that you can tap into at any moment, at any time to say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Come and experience it with me. Or, hey, this is a promotion I'm running and I want you to buy this thing from me. Your list is everything and you cannot rely on social media, okay? What I mean by your list being everything is that it's not just about collecting your customer's information. You must use it. You actually need to do something with it, which then means it needs to be in a medium that you can tap into easily like a CRM or some sort of online database. And it should be organized in a way that you can use it, in a way that you could segment your audiences into, you know, the customers from the last 30 days to people who've been longtime loyal customers of you. Maybe you can segment it into cat owners and dog owners and horse owners. Maybe you can even segment it into people who have puppies versus seniors. Like there's lots of ways that you can segment your contact list. And you can pick a way that works best for you. I don't want you to worry about segmenting though right now if you're not even using this information, okay? First, we want to actually put it to work for you. But you know what's really cool that can work for you is when you can begin to automate 
some of your business communication. You're probably familiar with all of these, but we're going to recap this here at the top is ways that you should be communicating with your customers. And that is SMS text message marketing. Guys, all of your customers pretty much have their cell phones glued to their face all the time. So if you don't have a text message marketing platform, then you need to get one. Okay. And you should start communicating with your customers that way. All right. There are nuances to text message marketing, which we don't have time to go into here. But if you ever have questions about that kind of stuff, you can send me a question at askpetboss.com and it just might become content for our podcast or social media. Okay. Another way that you could be communicating with your customers is through email, Facebook and Instagram messenger, direct mail, phone calls in person in your business or out in the community, and of course, social media. And it's not just about picking one of these ways or even two of these ways. You have to communicate in all of these ways because people don't read anymore (laughs) and they are so busy. Think of how busy you are. Your customers likely have that same lifestyle. And so we have to hit them from every angle. We have to hit them with the long email about something going on in the business, or maybe they are a brand new doggy daycare client and they need to get up to date, up to speed on our policies. We can't just rely on them seeing that one email. We need to follow up in multiple ways to get the point across. There's the marketing rule of seven, where the rule of seven states that a prospect, that's a potential customer, or even, gosh, a current customer, they need to hear something at least seven times before they take action to buy that product or that service. Now, this is back from the 30s. We're almost 100 years from that. And think about how much more influx of messages are are coming at us to our emails and on our phones and in front of us and on all our screens. I mean, we are inundated. So it's really important that if you are not communicating with your customer in all of those places, that you need to start. You know, think about your policies and reminders that you have for your clients. I mean, do they read all of those? No, of course they don't. And I know that, you know, that even if you got the word out to them in many, many places, which you probably do, right? You send the email, you have the printout, you talk to them about it in person, you know, before they're coming into your grooming salon or before they're going to stay for a boarding stay or before you're going to pet sit, but they will forget. You will still have questions because most people either aren't reading what you're giving them, or they're not paying attention when you're talking to them, or they, hey, they need to see it seven times or more. You may not be able to communicate all of that in one sitting seven different ways, but you can pull pieces of what are important to you and constantly pump them through your marketing and communication channels. You need to be reaching out to your customer in the way that works for them. We may not know what that is for each individual person, which is why we need to do all of it. But there might be pieces within that communication channel that work best for your type of customer base and your type of niche. And then we have to communicate frequently to stay top of mind and to stand out from all the other people and all the other clutter in their lives. And if you just send emails or just send one social post, it's not going to reach them. There are multiple ways that you need to communicate with your pet families. You have to be consistent, you have to have high frequency, and you need to vary up your messaging. And if you're just digging in your heels right now and saying, but Candace, I don't want to bother anyone. I don't want to feel like I'm annoying them. Well, Candace, back in my day, well, I'm sorry, we are not back in your day, okay? We're not even in the early 2000s. We're halfway through 2023. A quarter of this technology century is over. And the modern day customer has needs and expectations. And if you don't meet them, they're going to leave. 
So give them the information that they need and that they want in all of the places where people are consuming their information. You need to utilize as many connection points as possible to connect with your ideal customer. And if you want more clients every single day, you'll have to commit to building a consistent strategy around all of this. But what else does it take? It takes touch points, touch points, touch points, touch points. What does it look like to work with you from a customer's perspective before the actual transaction, during the time of using your services or buying your products, and after? See, there's still an after piece after they've utilized your services or bought something from you. What's that first week like after? What is their first 30 days, first 60 days? What is the customer's journey from start to finish or start to finish to repeat on working with you? You could map out all of those steps and then insert lots of different touch points. These touch points are point of contact or some sort of interaction that's going to reflect and reinforce and reiterate your core values and the things that are important to you in your company. Anytime a potential customer or a current customer comes in contact with your brand during any of those phases before, during, and even after they purchase something, what touch points do you currently have? I know for a lot of you, you probably have never thought of this before. And I would really encourage you to spend some time today, later today, maybe right after you get off this podcast, to come up with five things that would be part of your customer's journey. We're going to talk about some of the ideas you could use in your customer journey right now, because here are six things that you can do that add up and extend the lifetime value of your customer to you. Your perceived value in their eyes will go way up when you focus on these six things. Some of them may work for your pet business and some may not. You know, we have retailers and service providers and all kinds of pet pros who listen to this podcast. So take what you can and leave the rest. Take an idea that doesn't work for you and tweak it so it does. First up is that I want you to tell your story more, like your personal story, stories about your pets, stories about your employees, stories about your customers, stories about your vendors, stories about the techniques that you use. You need to share more of the people who are behind your brand because people buy from people. They don't buy from brands. People really don't buy from brands anymore. Brands are boring. People are buying experiences. They're buying connection. They want FaceTime with you, whether that's actually personally knowing you or just feeling like they know you. By showing your face, by being the face, by having something that's the face, it doesn't have to be you specifically, but somebody needs to be seen in this business, that pet parent can connect with you personally and they can learn to trust you. This is the age of the influencer. And I want you to become an influencer. I want you to be a community influencer, building your audience building a raving super fan base of people who trust you. And the only way that you can do that is by showing up more frequently and on more channels on the ways that I've described already of how you are going to communicate your message. I want to give a shout out to Pet Boss Club members, Pam and Mike of Lazy Creek Pet Food Center. They are so good at this and showing up and putting their faces and their knowledge and their fun into all their marketing. 
It's a virtual high five to you, Pam and Mike. Mostly Mike. He's the one who does it all the time, but Pam jumps in every now and again. The second touch point that you can do that will help your customer along their journey is to help them feel prepared. What do they need to know before coming for a grooming appointment? Or what might they want to know before traveling to your retail storefront? Do you have parking? Is parking going to be challenging for them? Is there construction going on? Do they need to prepare anything in advance? In your marketing communication, you can get very detailed and painting a picture for them about what the experience is going to be like. You can even call out people's names who they might meet when they first get there, right? Like if they're coming for their first trial day of doggy daycare, you can let them know what to expect, that they can look for the paw print awning inside the shopping center, right? Maybe the shopping center has lots of storefronts, but they're going to look for the red awning with paw prints all over it, and they'll know exactly where they're at. And when they come through that door, either Mary or Margo or Michael are going to meet them and greet them at the front desk. Or maybe you even know exactly who's working on the day they're coming in and you can really personalize it then. They're going to meet them at the front desk and they're going to be able to give them a tour and answer all their questions and then do their assessment evaluation then. And you can even mention that maybe the assessment evaluation is going to happen over in another private room so that your dog can start to feel comfortable with our team. Just paint the picture of what the whole thing might look like, at least that first touch point, and remind them what it is they need to bring so that they are prepared. Not only prepared with the physical assets of things that they need to check all the boxes for you, but what could you communicate more regularly to help a customer know what to expect when encountering your business and your services. This is a great exercise and you also learning how to communicate in a different way. The third type of touch point that you could create in your customer journey is some sort of new customer package or some sort of an enrollment package, welcome package. And this could really range from an actual gift that you're giving, maybe even some sort of a brochure or little magazine of who you are, what they can expect, all of your other services, It could include stickers or coupons, maybe even some treats, and it it could be used for being a first-time grooming client or a brand new pet sitting client or uh, a new, you know, doggy daycare client. It can also be used in a retail setting where once people sign up for your VIP customer list, they get some sort of VIP swag. And it could be really as simple as giving them 15% off their next purchase coupon just for giving you their email. There could be something that's put together that's part of this brand new customer enrollment welcome surprise package. The fourth touch point was a little different. And I, you know, we haven't talked about this before, but I did this at my pet business. I think I just did it naturally, not really realizing that this is a technique that I don't know, somebody in my family must have taught me or I saw it happening around me because I ended up doing it inside my business as well. And that fourth touch point is that we want to help our customers build buddies, like make friends. And I'm not just talking about the dogs making friends or the cats or the horses or the fish or the birds (laughs) making friends. I want your actual customer to find a buddy in your business. And this could be either another team member of yours Or maybe it's even another customer who just happens to be in the vicinity. And what I mean by this is that when the customer is coming into shop or they're coming into your facility and they're meeting you for the first time, 
you want to introduce them to the people who are around you. If there's another team member at the service desk, even if they're busy on the computer, but they're still like in hello rain shot, because <laughs> I'm making eye contact rain shot, make sure that you introduce your potential new customer to the other team members who are in the nearby vicinity. You could even pass the baton to someone totally different in your company and say, Mary Jo is going to be helping you out now with the rest of your purchase. Or, hey, have you had a chance to meet Mary Jo before? I'm not sure if she's ever worked here while you when you've come in. And what's great is that if you can team them up with your most friendly, most outgoing team member, that is even better because those people who are, I don't know if they're all extroverts, but the people who really do like working with other people, they will help bridge the kind of the sales gap and be another trusted person that this customer is getting to meet. You know, when we are working in the pet industry, we have to establish trust so quickly. And it's a very important piece of the pet care industry, just the pet care and and the pet product side. And so I, I personally believe that the more of our team that our customers can get to know, like, and trust as well, the better. And you can also kind of look to see, you know, who, who's on my team that meets the energy or the vibe of this person that I am now working with as a customer. And is there anyone on my team that matches that vibe I could partner with and introduce them to? Same thing goes with other customers on the floor. Like I know sometimes in my business, I would have been working it by myself on the sales floor and I would be juggling multiple customers at the same time. And so I liked to help them get to know each other and have a conversation, like toss something out to them to help them connect and talk while I handled something else. It's almost like you're the host of a party inside your business. And I want to encourage just the fellow employees, right? The other the employees that are that are standing in the area, don't ignore the customer that's already being handled by somebody else. Like I said, it's a party. We all need to get to meet each other and get to know our customer and make them feel welcome. So number four was building a buddy, <laughs> introducing them to a buddy. The fifth touch point in your customer's journey is to give them homework. Yes. Well, not like really giving them homework. But what could you give to your customer as a task that they need to do in between when they see you right now and when you will see them again? Or what could encourage them to get in touch with you again, even if they have no other reason to? So it's kind of like homework. For a retailer, you might look at it like this, like you're talking to somebody in your shop for the first time about transitioning to a more natural dog food, and you're talking to them just about the ingredient labels, and you're kind of showing them how to read the label and giving them some stage one advice on transitioning from a higher, you know, from a low quality diet to a higher quality diet. And so their homework for the customer might be that, hey, you know, I, I want you to go home and I want you to read your ingredient label at home. I'd love to hear back from you. So feel free to just give us a call back or message, message us and ask for me. It's like really subtle, but you know, you kind of made a friend, right? You became buddies. And so now, you know, you're, you've started this engagement conversation and you're now asking the customer to, hey, go home and do this thing and then report back to me. I want to know. Or a pet sitter, Let's take an example in pet sitting. Maybe you notice that a dog is really feisty when you're coming to visit, not feisty, but like energetic when you are coming for your visits um, and going through the doorways has just a little, is a little chaotic. So what you decide to do is to help with these visits. You could let the customer know that you've been practicing sitting at the door with this dog before you go through it. And you could tell them that you've left them some treats and they could even try the same thing. 
And then you could say, if you decide to do that, just let me know. I'd love to see Fido's progress while we're both working on this skill to help ease the transition from inside to outside. And what I like about this idea is that, well, one, it's a gift that you could be giving to the customer, but giving them some treats. It's showing the customer that you are going above and beyond just taking their dog for a walk. And there's also an opportunity there for you to actually team up with another local business, like a local treat maker or a pet retail store to get those treats branded with their brand and put into their home. They might even make them for you and give them to you. So is there a task, you know, or some homework that you could give to your customer that's really easy for them to do, but it will show some sort of added value in having a relationship with you. And more importantly, it keeps that conversation going. I want to give another shout out here just overall to our Pet Boss Club members because they are so great at engaging with their clients in really thoughtful and meaningful ways. And I get to see it unfold inside our Facebook group, their private Facebook group that we have for them where they just share what they're working on and support each other and collaborate. It's really, really cool. The sixth and last touch point during customer's journey is really a lot of what we've already talked about. And that is just that you need to surprise and delight them. So occasionally you want to surprise your customers with unexpected perks, such as these free samples or a small gift or something exclusive, and it helps them feel special and really appreciated. Maybe the first step is actually filling out all the paperwork, but then the second step is that welcome gift. Maybe the surprise and delighting them doesn't even happen on their first customer journey of that first week or first 30 days with you. Think through your whole year and how can you surprise and delight at random all year long? How can you surprise and delight at key milestones? How do you surprise and delight them when they might be even expecting it? I personally love to be surprised and delighted. (laughs) I love, my love language is acts of service. I actually love to receive acts of service, but I also love to receive gifts and I give gifts too. And I feel like acts of service and gifts are just totally intertwined into surprising and delighting people. (sighs) So I've covered a lot of stuff today. Isn't this stuff so good? Like so much is possible in the area of retention. And I, and I know that It's easy to think about, okay, well, what kind of sales and promotions can I be running? Or uh, what do I need to put in my loyalty program? And if I just email my customers enough about, about whatever deal we're running, they're going to come in. But it's way more than that. So much is possible to keep your customers with you instead of going to the competition. And I want you to imagine what your business would be like. One, if you told your stories more and people actually connected to you on a whole new level than they've ever experienced before because you've stopped hiding? Or two, what would it look like when your customers are prepared and excited to work with you? Three, picture the comfort that you and your team will have when they guide a customer, a brand new customer, through the welcome package. Four, picture your customers trusting and valuing their relationships with you so much and with your team members. Picture building a community with inside your business. Five, imagine if a customer took you up on your homework offer. How amazing would that feel at changing a pet's life? And six, think about the joy that you will bring and the memories that you will be making by surprising and delighting your customers. Picture not just how much more money that would be coming in over the lifetime of all your customers who are having all these amazing touch points, but more joy that you would be having with your business as well if you did all these things. If these last four episodes have excited you, if you're listening to this and are like, heck yes, Candice, I love these ideas. We're starting some of them tomorrow. Or even if you're like, 
I don't know. I don't know how people do all of these things. No matter which of these two listeners you are, you must join me. You hear that? You must join me for our week-long pet business boot camp happening July 16th, 2023. So I want you to go get your $10 or VIP ticket and join me because we are focusing on this whole empire building aspect of business. I will tell you exactly what you need to know in all the areas of attracting your perfect customer, enrolling your prospects into paying customers, and getting repeat business with ease. Do not miss out. Don't miss it. So go register at petbizbootcamp.com. That's P-E-T-B-I-Z-B-O-O-T-C-A-M-P.com. Petbizbootcamp.com. All right. And if everything I share all seems like a lot of work, it is, it is. I don't sugarcoat it. (laughs) Like it's not, it is. And if that's what you feel like, it's a lot of work. I don't want to do this. I want you to stop making excuses like that. The excuses of not having enough time or not knowing how to do something or the excuse of not having support, not having enough money because excuses don't deliver success. If you don't change, nothing will change. So what is it that you really want? Do you want more customers? Do you want to make your marketing life easier? If you are committed to your business, if you are committed to yourself, if you are ready to step into your full potential, then I want you to join us at Pet Boss Nation as a client. I want you to join me in the Pet Business Bootcamp and say hello and work on your business. Or I want you to become a Pet Boss Club member. And when you're ready, or maybe you already are, I want you to be in my Pet Boss Mastermind. I want you to be a fierce pet boss CEO 